0: Welcome back to another episode of On My Grown, the podcast. I'm your co-host, Rodney Boyd. And I am your other
1: co-host, Melanie Mitchell.
0: And we are here uh, once again. You know, thank you. Uh, coming off of a Thanksgiving break. Hope everybody enjoyed uh, their Thanksgiving and their time off. Uh, if you had some, if you had to work in retail and had to work Thursday or, or Friday, you know, I hope you, uh, you get to enjoy those holiday holidays. Days coming soon, uh, Mel. Anything you want to tell us about your holiday?
1: Um, what happened this holiday season? Thanksgiving was fun. Yeah. Uh, I low went viral by accident. It was weird. When? Uh, via my sister.
0: <laughs> oh, at the Super okay.
1: strut challenge. And that shit has. Oh, I'm sorry. That thing has like eighty something thousand views. Let me see what the number is right now. It's said eighty six thousand views. Why? I don't know. Um, I don't know. Maybe this is how Keith is going to see me in a lot of my DMs. So maybe that's just what the intention was. So who knows? Uh, but yeah, that was interesting. That was definitely interesting. Oh uh, yeah, we had a Caribbean themed Thanksgiving. Everything went well. Black Friday shopping was lit. Um, got some new stuff. Can't wait to have somewhere to go to wear my new stuff. <laughs> uh, got the new Rihanna lipstick. That was fun too. Oh uh, yeah, you know, just out here living my life.
0: Okay um we did thanksgiving over at my my fam my cousins uh so that was fun it's always good getting up with them Mm -hmm. um i so i don't normally do black friday shopping this year i really wanted a tv um and i went and got one from walmart but i had to leave thanksgiving dinner because walmart black friday started at 6 p.m but um they got a 50 inch 4k tv so it was worth it
1: How was it? Did you get trampled? Or did you get stabbed? Like what?
0: Dog, no. Uh, Walmart has such a dope system. So with the way they did it with the TVs, at least, is they only had one TV um, in the in the store. Mm-hmm. And that was just to let you know where to line up. And, you know, they line in like the TVs, like the the items are spread throughout the store. So the TV was like in the candy. Right.
1: House. See, I told you that. hmm.
0: Yeah. And so you line up on an item, they give you a little slip, you go, you pay for it, you drive around to the automobile center, and they put it in your car. And I was like, this is great. Like, there's no, like, no one trying to to stiff-arm me for my TV as I'm walking out. Like, I'm not struggling to put it in a cart and all this. They've literally had to
1: become creative like that in the past years because people were getting stiff-armed and trampled and all that crazy stuff. So, yeah, they finally, like, I've watched the evolution of Black Friday. From a child, and they've come a long way,
0: a very long way. Oh yeah! Like I was, I was with my girl, and I was like, "Do you, do you, do you like think of all the people that had to, like all the things that had to happen to people for them to get to this point?
1: Stab, shot. When I pulled up to Walmart, we went. We didn't even want nothing. We just went just because, like we wasn't pressed. <laughs> See
0: what was it's going. fun.
1: Uh, they had five state troopers outside, or like police, whatever. Wow, five. Like and they were in like a U in front of the store. So I guess the time I tried to steal something, run out, they'd run out to the police. So that was mm. interesting. I hadn't seen that one before. But yeah, it was fine. We didn't we wasn't really pressed for nothing. Like we just got our little stuff, little sales or whatever, and, dip. and then we went to the outlets, had a look at the outlets. That was a zoo just parking, period. But you know, it's like a lot of people like foreign people who come in town. And you know they come uh. like, they come and buy luggage. There, so they buy hella stuff and then put it in the luggage they buy at the outlets. It's crazy. So
0: wow, yeah, yeah.
1: like they take it out the shoe boxes, everything. So it'll be like stacks of shoe boxes in the middle of the outlets because they didn't took it out to pack it into the suitcase. I guess they just check the bag when they go back home. It's crazy, but yeah, um Black Friday was cool. Got me a little outfit. um yeah, holidays. And then it was something that I was very excited about this Thanksgiving because I knew I was like, oh, I can't wait to binge. And then, you know, you have to be with your family and stuff and spend time. So I couldn't really enjoy it while I was <laughs> during Thanksgiving.
0: It's, it's not a program you can really binge no, with the family. Yeah. Like, unless y'all. So
1: let's just get into it. She's Gotta Have It by Spike Lee. Um, It came out on Netflix on Thanksgiving Day. And I started trying to watch it on Thanksgiving because I was pressed and my auntie had her fire stick hooked. I'm like, let me watch it. So like one of the very first, maybe like the second or third scene, she already had it. I'm like, come on, Nola. Dang, I want my family. So I had to cut it off. So then I didn't watch it. Yeah.
0: So
1: I got in the car on the way back. And then it was enough signal on 75 for me to watch it on my phone while we was on the road. So let's get into oh, it. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, I did. I watched like half of it on my phone while we was driving. Uh, She's Gotta Have It. It was actually Spike Lee's first movie. First like, you know, real yeah. life movie. I watched the film. movie. I was about... I was young. I'm trying to think if it was before or after my dad passed. I think I may have been 15 or 16 when I watched it. And then I really got into it. I think it may have been on Netflix. Like back when Netflix before was huge, huge. It had all the good stuff on there. And I want to say it was on Netflix and I would watch it all the time. And I had all my display names as Nola Darling. Like hadn't even seen no parts of no man. But I knew I want to be like Nola darling. I'm like, she got three niggas in rotation and they know about each other. She's a goat. So I love her. And I was like, no darling is it. And when I heard they were doing a series, I was like, spike, thank you so much. I love Spike Lee movies. I was raised on Spike Lee movies. I've seen just about all of them. And this is great. I was really excited about this. So what you thought?
0: Yeah. Well, for me, I, um, huge Spike Lee fan. Um, but like she's got a habit was one of the like one of the last films I saw I think I saw it about 5 years ago. And So I saw it I was like man you know like it was in black and white and it was you know like it wasn't one of the it wasn't one of the films that like left me all in awe but it was like dang that's a dope you know like I could it's see it's time. the like you know yeah the dopeness of Spike. And so when they said they were relaunching I was like wow okay this is a I was like I really wonder how they're going to do this you know because I think I don't know if a, if a, if our generation my question was like would our generation appreciate it and was it going to speak to us? Mm-hmm. And how were they going to expand the movie past, you know, just her balancing the three dudes into a whole series. And so I was more I was very curious, but I was excited to watch it. And from what I've seen thus far, um I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying it.
1: Oh yeah, it's great. I actually finished it today. Um so y'all yeah, watched it all. Well, no, I watched like four and a half episodes, and then and it's short too. It's almost like Insecure, so it's not hard to breeze through. Yeah. So I, I finished it around like noon today, and it's great. Okay. Um yeah. yeah, I love them.
0: So guys, we're gonna cover episodes one through three. In yeah, this yeah. One.
1: So we're gonna do the three part thing. Um.
0: And let y'all catch up if yeah, y'all if y'all. Aren't so we're gonna try yet. to
1: spoil it too much if you haven't done it. So we're gonna do you know three episodes. Today, next one's another three episodes, next one's another three episodes, and then we're gonna do one for the finale. Because it's ten episodes. Yep. Um Great. I just I enjoyed it. So let's get into the characters. Um Okay. The main character, the one the she that has to have it, uh Nola Darling. Oh uh, So
0: I love how I love that in this series we get to see her outside the bedroom and you know, just to get to learn more about her um the actress uh who plays her is beautiful
1: she's brown so you know i supported that movement um i i was familiar with her from the slave show What's, underground she's in underground underground and i could have sworn i thought she was caribbean i thought she was caribbean for real but she's not uh <laughs> but she's in um she's in she, underground and she's in shots fired too i want to say she's in something else but yeah and she's cool like i was i was down for her being brown skin regardless um but she we get we get a lot more of Nola. We get to learn more about Nola. She has friends this time around. um the only friend she had last time was draw Lee, which is Spike Lee's sister. Um, yeah, so that was good to see We can see more about her um, and she c- calls herself a polyamorous p- pansexual what was it
0: dang um a non polyamorous a pansexual. non-binary pineapple
1: whatever whatever she's living her life okay that's what it is i saw someone tweet today like it's a lot of nola darlings on the timeline okay what's wrong with that <laughs> like, and she's figuring herself out uh i saw someone tweet also that like she's too grown to be acting like that because apparently she's 27 but she has three boos she has three men whatever she wants to call them that she deals with and they're all different and from listening to the Breakfast Club interview and just from, you know, my previous knowledge of the movie, it's like they all piece together to be one man for her. Like they all offer her something different to give her, you know, fluids, yeah, Which I get. So we can get let's get into the guys.
0: Let's Okay. So first up, Mr. Jamie Overstreet. A um Investing is he investment banker or investor or Rich, he, he's in finance
1: He's doing something, but he owns it because it's called Overstreet. So he got his own thing yeah. from the hood, which is an interesting touch. um Of course, I compare all of them to their movie counterparts for obvious reasons. But so he was a definitely a different take on Jamie from the movie. um This nigga's married, yeah, first of all, to a passing, a white passing black woman who has some self-hate going on and they have like a borderline mulatto son i don't know what exactly
0: yeah he's like three-fourths black yeah black um, oh, looks, i guess
1: that they we didn't get into that looks, in episode one two three but still um but yeah he is married yeah. they do touch on that and yeah he's a, he's interesting he's interesting without spoiling it too much but he's the most i feel like he was go ahead.
0: I felt like him being married, although as much as I hated it, was a timely update.
1: Yeah, I mean, not like it's timely you know, as in oh, because niggas cheat now. No, niggas been
0: cheating, but it was an interesting touch. I'm saying it was a, it was an, it was an update from the movie that you know, like it makes sense. Right, right, <laughs> right. Um, niggas didn't cheat back in '86, but '27, <laughs> still having we families
1: on the other out of town in '86. So, um, yeah. So that was interesting. Um, can we save the second person well, for the last? I have I need time to talk about him.
0: Okay, but uh, let's okay. So Jamie Overstreet, we can we can delve into him because at this point they've seen one through three. But what do you think about him and Nola? Um, in his opening monologue, which is the same from the movie, he talks about how he feels Nola is his soulmate. Um, so he's he's sprung. Nola puts that good good on him. Um, it's something that and bad, you know, in terms. Him. In terms of him being married, um, we don't, yeah, in the first three episodes, we don't learn much about it, you know, but we assume.
1: Clearly, it can't be all of that because he over there a lot.
0: You're right. But I will um, say he's
1: more of a father figure, Sugar Daddy Bay, because um, he cares. I feel like he, he doesn't care the most, but he, like, in a husbandy, fathery way, like, he gave her a caring birthday gift, got her the cake art supplies he you know monetarily supports he's a sugar daddy he's a sugar daddy with feelings so
0: but I think uh, the statement of he doesn't care the most I think he cares differently right he has a different love language than
1: her other base
0: right and I think and and he's also an intellectual that Nola enjoys discussing certain things with Mm -hmm. so he's more than just money he's also like like I said an intellectual
1: Which is cute for him, Uh, and
0: Um, any? I was gonna say any other thoughts um, on him? He's
1: hot, like he's a hot boy because you know you're taking your side chick out on in public, very you know high profile place, and then want to like be halfway shamed about you know when someone sees you with her. So he's he's just he's playing a dangerous game. He really is.
0: It's New York, though. I feel like New York is a big enough city where. There's places you can go with your side chick and not get caught up. He did up.
1: get caught up, because remember his um his partners, like, sent a drink over.
0: Yeah. So he did switch. Caught, not
1: like his partners really cared, because they probably cheating on their wives, too. But, hey. Okay, next. The next boo we have is Greer Childs. <sighs>
0: I don't get him.
1: I don't, they really, they really metroed him up, I guess, because metro sexual, sexual has become a thing since the first one. Yeah. Uh, one scene I'm glad they did keep is when they're like trying to be all sexy and like, you know, about to get love in the loving bed and he's undressing but taking the time to fold each one of his articles of clothing. That was so funny. Like, yeah. I packed up in the movie and I'm like, I'm so glad they kept this in the, in the series. Cause it's so funny and it's so telling. Like, boy, if you don't take those clothes out and throw them on the floor, like, what's going on? He's like taking it.
0: Right. Hanging. It tells you how, like, self-involved.
1: He's is. crazy. Um, He's honestly too Metro for me because it, it it's right there, that gay line. It's like, okay. Because it's, it's like there's Metro, there's Kappa, there's Greer, and then there's gay. <laughs> and it's just too much. <laughs> it's way too much. I don't have time. That, nope. Don't have the patience for that. He's very self-involved. Then it's like the French, and then like the the photography. It's just weird. It's too much for me.
0: So I haven't finished the series yet. So I haven't. To me, I don't understand why he why Nola is with him. Like the only reason my girl was saying was like he must just have he must just put it down. Yeah, that's because I don't see.
1: I mean, but okay. she can speak French with him. That's a, another culture thing. Like it's different parts of the culture that she can, she can enjoy with each man. And with him, she can speak right. French. She can make these certain European references and he'll get it, you know? And okay. she enjoys that about his company and then penis. So.
0: Yeah. That has to be the, the that is. Like, yeah.
1: yeah reason. Penis is very important. You, you'll find out like it's a driving force in a lot of these decisions that she makes for these men. And then we have Mars Blackman. Oh, a gem. See, I was in love with Mars. Outside of him actually being Spike Lee, I was in love with Mars in the original. But, of course, it was Spike Lee, so I'm like, I'm not going to be up here less than Spike Lee. But the idea of Mars Blackman is the kind of man that I liked, And that's when I got into my phase of, like, the Tumblr nigga, sneakerhead phase. I really wanted to be one of them type of niggas. And then Spike thought a not robbery to give us Anthony Ramos in this. And and when I first saw the advertisement, I'm like, they got a white nigga playing Mars. And then as I delved into it, I was like, oh my God, he's Puerto Rican. He's actually like really cute. And then like with a cute face, a modern face, in addition to the Mars persona, I'm like, I'm so, this is everything. And then they really, they dug even deeper on Mars with this one. Of course they had a lot more time, but he don't play by no he really don't did he did they have the praying yeah. scene in this in the episode one through three it's all starting to run together for me i can't remember
0: no really no they do not okay yeah
1: okay but yeah great great man you know the sneaker head it's got to be the shoes like mars blackman is a part of the culture like he became like a staple yeah. he became it has gotta be the shoes man gotta be the shoes So this is a very important character and I'm glad they got it righter than right. They made it even more of a thing than it even already was.
0: And then with him, kind of going back to a point we made about Jamie, we see with him that he really cares about Nola. um, Past the sex. Yeah,
1: period. I feel like those two really care about her the most. Greer comes along like he comes around eventually, but he's not like, Nola the person. Like they didn't really hang out outside yeah. of penetration. Right. Yeah, but uh Mars is just a gem. Like the whole time I was just I don't know if this this light skinned demon, I just can't I can't shake it, man. Try to leave the light skins alone and stop being attracted to him. But when I saw those freckles in that grill, I just, something happened. Something woke up in me. And now I was like, I gotta find Quick question. An Afro latina huh?
0: What do you how do you feel about him being her best friend's old work
1: see now that was something i wanted to get into the hating friend what's her name clorinda and it's crazy yeah. because that's real like if if your so boyfriend or ex like bae, they she said ex but i don't know you know because she seemed like the type to make something right nothing. like they probably went on a couple did <laughs> it twice and then in her mind they went together what were you saying
0: uh, yeah, Clorinda uh, was her roommate at one point, but she moved out because Nola kept having so many strange men in her place.
1: Right, which is insane. But oh, I'm missing my favorite scene in this movie. Um, Sorry, new edition movies on today. It's like God is really happy with me today. But I knew the first scene I saw Clorinda, I was like, oh, this is this how we coming with this. She a hater. I don't trust her. She going to do something raggedy by the end of the series. And then when she brought up Don't Break Up Mars Blackman ever, I was like, Hmm. And when she brought up her talking to Mars, first I was like, Bet and then she was even said to her, she was like, Look, I asked you if it's okay for me to talk to him. You said it was. So it.' I hate that. Like if I ask you something okay and you say yes, and then you act funny like after the fact, don't come at me being funny. If you said it was okay, then it's okay, then shut up. If you didn't want me to talk to him, you should have said so, that. So
0: So what would you so but would you really stop talking to a person if your friend was like, Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> Because that's the other thing. Like, people are like, yo, if I if I ask you and you say okay, then be okay. But let's be honest. If I if I say no, you're going to be like, we'll bump you anyway. I'm going to do it.
1: Because I'm grown. Okay, yes. But you said no. So if you mad at me after the fact, then it's like, you know what? You're right. I'm raggedy. But don't look at me like I'm wrong after you said it was okay. You get what I'm saying? If I make that decision to, to I move guess. forward with it after you said it wasn't okay, then let that be on me. Let me be raggedy. But if you said it was okay, and I'm like, cool, and I go forward with it because you said it was okay, even though I was going to do it either way, but you still mad, then you don't have a reason to be mad if you said it was okay. You gave me that green light. Hey, right. Can I have some of your chips? So. Yeah, go ahead. Boom. Why are you really going to eat some of my chips? You said I could.
0: Okay. It Once again, keep the same energy.
1: Oh, it's it's. You I've been hungry? on both sides of that fence, So, I mean, I. I...
0: you hungry? No, I'm not.
1: Oh, not in the hunger. I'm talking uh-huh. about, can I talk to him? No. Okay. Boom. Can I? <laughs> happen to me in 10th grade. Boom. Like I was on I was Clorinda. But I said it was it was a weird situation. But I mean, we ain't got time to talk about that. It's been ten dang, it's been 10 years since that happened. And I've grown up. Then I became Nola. And then it was like, can I talk to him? Yeah, cool. Boom. Here we are. Type stuff. So I mean, hey. Because I've been on both sides, I know how to how that's going how that goes
0: how, yeah um so we're gonna this episode instead of um, uh, kind of going episode by episode we're going to just kind of talk about some of the major plot points we've seen through the first three episodes and discuss it like that you know we could change it up for the second go around but hey this is how we're approaching it this time so um one thing that we see you know particularly in the first three episodes that they touch on is uh the gentrification that's going on in really every major american city but especially in new york and brooklyn and you know basically how people feel you know like the native people of brooklyn feel like the white people who are moving there are invading I feel like that's what that's
1: the facts i noticed that even in the intro dun, 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 it was like going back yeah, so i noticed
0: that off rip so one thing about the uh the intro is that you see pictures of what I like, what I kind of come to assume is like old and new Brooklyn, Brooklyn of today. And then he actually uses the exact same pictures from his 1986 film intro, which was old Brooklyn, very black, you know, showed a very different side of it. Um, so like you said, even in the intro, you see that you go from seeing like a very black, you know, kind of, um, you know, stereotypical Brooklyn to, you know, now you see in, um, you know, one is you, you see a lesbian couple, you know, not saying that that wasn't didn't exist in old Brooklyn, but, you know, it's like an interracial lesbian. Couple. Right. It was just everything that, that people
1: would have been, you know, clutching their pearls about back when in 86 when it came out.
0: Right. And that's but now that is something that they've come to, you know, I guess, expect in, in Brooklyn. This takes place in Fort Greene. Um, so you remember the lunch scene where she was at with right. her girls, and they had the one white girl, you know, like one white girl mm-hmm. was with her, and um, how Clorinda, you know, made the whole f- stink about her drinking. Like this is not goose, you know, your whiteness and your beard will not intimidate me. Please go give me like a, a the drink with great goose in it, like I ordered,
1: which is real because you come and watering down our liquor. A- Listen, when Rashad was making my my drink, it was strong. I don't know what you got going on Colin, but I don't like it. And I was like, that's right.
0: Right. And, but you know, it's like, you know, as a black person, you feel like you have to take a stand. And, you know, one of the best scenes that showed this is Nola's new neighbor. Who's a white woman. uh, Mars Blackman rose up to Nola's house with his bike. And she questions him like, excuse me, do you live here? Like, are you from here? You know, he's like, yo, you just got here. I'm from Brooklyn. Like, you you not from Brooklyn. Like, you just moved here. Like, this is my neighborhood. Like, chill. Like, why are you questioning me? This is my people. Like,
1: so annoying. And I, one thing I love about Spike Lee, he's so intentional with everything he does. Like, this series is intentional. Like, he's he puts the messages in here that, you know, that Very we loud. need. And then he puts some, like, little Easter eggs for Spike Lee heads in there because, I to mention yeah. uh, the Cricklin in, in Cricklin. Cricklin is one of my favorite Spike Lee movies. I've seen it a million times, but I did actually go back and Google it. It was a different color, but I think it was still a knot to Cricklin. Having the salon chair that Nola has in her house.
0: Oh yeah. that yeah. is.
1: I think that's a Cricklin knot. Cause I think the one in her room is, is white and the one in Cricklin is blue, but it might be the same chair still just period. Having a salon chair in there is just still a knot to Cricklin, which was great. And then I'm going through my thread on Twitter. I have my commentary, so I don't forget nothing that I meant to say. Um, One of my favorite things about Mars in the series, I mean, the movie was his repetition. Like, you sure? You sure? You sure? Oh yeah. Please, baby, baby, please, baby, please, baby, please. So in the new version, he says, please, baby, please eventually. But like he said, please, mommy, please. And I'm like, where, where's my Puerto Rican King? I need him now. Like, come to me with some pre p- please mommy please i'm just dying. so i was just so smitten with that but it just like the remix and they take it they took they took an inch from the movie and just made it a mile and it was great and i really appreciated it and then it had the the nod to the original nola with the little um the mural so that was really good um trying to make sure i have all my notes, all my notes. okay yeah it was great we can move on. So I need to had to make sure I had everything in that one.
0: Yeah. Um. But yeah, just the, uh, just real quick. Um, one more thing to the gentrification, how the white woman questioned him is just how entitled, you know, oh, yeah. it, it just speaks yeah. to the entitlement of those that, that move in and, and they, you know, they come in and they say, Hey, I'm taking ownership of this neighborhood. If I don't know you, if I'm not comfortable with you, I'm going to get you out of here.
1: I don't know who's more entitled. White people in gentrified neighborhoods or legacies. It's like they neck and neck right now. It's ridiculous. Sorry, that was an AK joke. Had to get
0: new one. Out. No, no, no. I'm I'm thinking about it. I feel
1: like uh, <laughs> They neck and neck. I don't know, man.
0: I don't know. White parents are pretty entitled, yeah, them man.
1: legacies. Whew. I'm, I'm
0: Mind you, we like are both legacies, like, <laughs> Right.
1: <laughs> thinking about 2012 but lady, it means I, nothing but I, I, I deserved it though I ain't show, like,
0: <laughs> it means nothing in alpha so i was like
1: I didn't, I didn't apply my application was a regular application so for what it's worth um yeah man that entitlement was crazy you it gets worse it gets worse um but somebody just need to punch in her face whatever and take her phone so she can't call the police um so yeah, then one night she goes over to Hating Friend's house and they talk. I think that's when she brings up Morris again. Like, girl, let it go. It's been it's been a while. It's been a while since he don't want you. I I can't even see them
0: together though, honestly. They just seem like a, such yeah, an odd pair. Just, it, you would imagine them more as like a one night stand or anything. Yeah, not it, like
1: a full, yeah. you really talk to him? Like that's kinda wild. Um, right. but as she's leaving Hating Friend's house, she runs into a a hey, yo ma. Yo, ma Ma, and then she's like, oh, no, thank you. You know, the usual, please leave me alone. I just want to get home safe. And he grabs her like, bitch, don't nobody want that.
0: Well, no, she could. But whatever. She's like, yo, my name ain't FMI or whatever.
1: And then he grabs
0: her, you know,
1: and said, don't nobody want that stinking pussy. No way. Who said, who said my vagina was on the table? That's the thing that kills me with these street harasses, bro. Like, honestly, it was so real and so scary to me because that is my worst fear i hate walking anywhere by myself like i don't even like walking to the elevator from work in the garage from work because it's like these niggas are killing us like for real like you say no that's literally your life and it's such a it's such a harsh reality don't let it be the gas station oh god like they gonna kill you and steal your car it's just too much and that was a real like a like a real thing for especially for like us today because they getting more and more aggressive like Fuck you bitch. His, yeah, excuse me? Like I just want to get home. I just want to get to point B and you tripping.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean definitely I mean definitely it was a it was a pivotal pivotal scene in the series that goes on to affect the the rest of the show. Um it was real, you know, especially in New York where you have to walk so
1: mm-hmm. much. Not of traffic. A lot of pedestrians.
0: You know, um so yeah, she was, she was, she was assaulted, he grabbed up mm-hmm. and he just let her go. Did she kick him? I think she just, he just let her go.
1: And then it started. she yeah, ran, she ran all the way on, which probably hopefully wasn't far. Cause you know, it ain't, but so big.
0: Um, nah, she, well, yeah, she said she lived up the block, right. but you know, like a, a, a Brooklyn block could be much bigger. But than yeah.
1: Me. She's very traumatized by that. Extremely, extremely traumatized. And then it. It prompts her to, you know, it, it it prompts her to have a new awakening with her art, and yeah, it, something like that really could traumatize you, like really have you thinking about because it's like a near death experience. You you realize, yeah. you know, as a woman who you are or what you're experiencing, and oh, it's, just, it's scary. Like I try to think if that was me, like I would be shook. I really would.
0: And so, and I think especially given the character and type of woman Nola is, you know, here she is, this woman that she, you know, she has three men. She They know that they're not the only one. Um, she's very, you know, so she's very big on claiming her power, how, her way and living in, in you know, and existing in the way that she wants to. And I think this, this incident was a reminder that she can't. Can't do what? That she can't live, or not so much that she can't live, but that she isn't as free in the world as she would like to be.
1: I mean, it's not that she's not free, it's just that men are trash. So,
0: but that, I mean, that impedes her freedom. She can't freely walk down the street late at night because, you know, because of the very real threat that a man will not only just harass you, but cause you bodily harm. And so, you know, where she wants to exist as free as she, you know, purely free. Reality of the situation is that she can't.
1: I mean, yeah, it's 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 free to make free basically. Um. So then, um, when she tells Hayton friend about it, she tells her to like tell your guy. It is okay. Hold on, I'm getting my chronological order messed up. Well, this is before after she tells them tells the guys.
0: This is she, Her friend tells her first. Her She tells her friends first, and Clorinda tell tells her, if those guys really care about right. you, you should yeah, tell yeah.
1: them. But I'm trying to figure out, did she, did she tell the guys before, or after she launches her whole campaign?
0: I felt like she did it after. Okay, so
1: yeah, she launches this campaign, like, I'm not your baby, my name is not Boo, my name is not Sweetheart. Whatever, like you know how they have those gorilla advertisements in in New York, like a bunch of posters over and over, and they all say something different with different pictures of black women from like the pictures she's taking of people on the street. So that was like a really big yeah. thing. Then she tells the guys, and it was a very interesting reaction from all of them. Um,
0: mm-hmm. Greer
1: was like, "We have to teach you Taekwondo, or whatever it was, Jujitsu, something random." And Jujitsu, yeah, something Greer would say. Uh, what was Jamie's? I forgot what Jamie said
0: um i felt like jamie was just like well, why were you walking down the street late at night like you should have called me or something
1: something crazy it was something like daddyish, like something i would expect obama to say and then it was no what said,
0: it was what it was i mean and i think you know and, and that's why like i don't know like the the series I really like is, is I don't know if it's so much about her sleeping with three dudes or just the interaction a woman has with different types of dudes. If that makes yeah. sense, Um, I guess they could be one in the same. But yeah, I, like Jamie's reaction was a very like older gentleman. Like you said, older guy, like, hey, you got hey, we got you got to protect yourself. You shouldn't be walking that time of the night. Take a cab, da da da. And
1: then Mars, oh, the gym that he is. He's like, You should let me be his ass, where he at. Blah blah blah. And true, like a true king would react. Um, and was beautiful.
0: You think Mars would have really fought Buddy? Because Buddy was huge.
1: Uh, I don't know. I, in that everybody thinks they can beat everybody's ass. So we never really know. It's always up to oh, I beat his ass. Sure. But it's the thought that counts. Maybe, we, you know, Mars may have got yeah. hit him with his bike or something. Who knows? But I was still like. And you Ooh. know
0: what? And, and you know, and when I look at Greer's reaction, it kind of, you know, like it fits into who Greer is in terms of being a very self, like a very self-absorbed person. It's like, we got to teach you jujitsu so you can protect yourself. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to do nothing.
1: Because this face, no ma'am, is basically what his reaction right. was. Right.
0: Right. Ain't nothing we can do about that now. I'ma teach you jujitsu so you can protect yourself moving forward. Right, there. Right. Wow.
1: Um it was crazy. It was crazy though. And, and then, yeah, so she launched her campaign. You know, she tells she really only confided in Mars about it. Um, I just love him. Yeah. I just love him. We also, in the first three episodes, we meet her parents. Um, I see that's not on here. We meet her parents. Dang. And yeah. yeah, yeah. And I thought it was great that Draw Lee is playing her mom, Spike Lee's sister. She was she was she was Clorinda in the movie and now she's her mom. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was great. Um they because the mom wasn't in the movie. Was she in the movie? I don't remember the mom being in I just watched it the other day. It was more focused on the dad man, man. from a parental standpoint. And he's not a musician in this one, he is an artist as well. And then she is a
0: No, I thought he was a musician. He was a music composer.
1: In the series? Yeah. Maybe I'm tripping i remember her yeah i'm pretty sure artists. she
0: said he was a music composer
1: okay but it but it still isn't focused as much like you know in the movie it had nola's song like you know the score dun, 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 dun. Yeah. like that was the part like he wrote the song for her blah, blah, blah like it was really focused on his music but here it was just like here's my crazy daddy basically But yeah.
0: who's a spike lee uh, uh uh you know regular this guy appears and he he was the dad and uh Get on the bus. Oh, okay, I
1: didn't know that. Yeah, because in the original movie, Spike Lee's dad was Noah's dad. Um, and he's credited in this, which is really cute for the song. Yes, yeah, so our parents were like what I expected Noah's parents to be. Really, they really they don't go too much into their house, just at the table. But I like I liked the parent dynamic. It was cute. It shows that because you know when people are hoes, they always want to be like, oh, she ain't got no daddy. Um, actually, my dad's right here, so it's not really no. And then we we have to talk about how, aside from you know the street of harassment and all that, how she doesn't like labels. She doesn't like being called a freak or a sex addict. She's just Nola, and I, and a lot of people don't like labels. Like I talked, oh, I don't like labels, so don't call me this, that, and the third. Like, it's, it's so much more than just being a hoe, you know. Like people just don't like being a hoe these days. But like I'm not freaky either. I'm not you know a sex addict either. I just all those adjectives she described herself: the pansexual, um. What was it?
0: Polyamorous. Polyamorous.
1: All of that stuff. Like, it's so many words now to describe yourself. It used to be gay, straight, whole, whatever, prude. <laughs> <laughs> like, you were just these things. It's like black, white, or like the primary colors red, yellow,
0: blue. So, her like not wanting labels, do you think that's like it's so much about her wanting to reclaim or, you know, just claim who she is? Or is it more about her being lost? I
1: don't think it's about her being lost. I'm sure she knows she's having sex with three people. So it's not like, I don't know. I don't think it has to do her being lost. I think, I mean, I, I do think she's lost in some instances, but not with the whole label thing. I don't think it's like news to her what she's doing. But yeah, some people just don't Whoa. like labels. Like you can be a thing, but... Like, just because I wear dude's clothes, I mean, I'm a stud. I just like wearing dude's clothes, you know?
0: Well, I mean, I guess I was looking at it in that, you know, many of us as millennials, you know, we are, we're facing some harsh realities and we often don't want to confront, you know, maybe the parts we play in it. Well, that's just people in general. Sometimes as people, we don't want to confront the part, the role we play in our demise or, you know, like, you know, things that aren't going our way. Mm-hmm. So when you put labels on things, not just, you know, about her being a freak or whatever, you know, it's like when you put labels on anything like, Hey, you're lazy. You don't have discipline. You know, now like with that label, you have to be accountable. You know, like there's some accountability that then has to take place and not saying that Nola doesn't want to take accountability, but Nola's a very selfish person.
1: Yeah. You
0: felt- and you always see, you know, you always see that as a series progresses, but, you know, not just from the her dating three different men, because once again, they all are aware that they're not the only one. But in, in all her interactions, she's very selfish.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, we have more
0: And so I'm just stuff. saying that maybe her saying, like, I don't like labels is not so much about I'm this free thinking woman who's going to define myself. But it's more so I uh, on the other end, it's a uh, hey, I'm lost. I'm confused. And I don't I don't want to put anything on me that I don't that may not be true that I may have to then you know answer to or whatever
1: well Nola is crazily afraid of commitment first of all <laughs> so there's that so she hates commitment but she's an artist and so that kind of feeds into it as well like artists are always doing something else they're never on one thing for too long and that's literally what she does for a living she teaches art and she paints and she like you know Jamie her sugar daddy, sometimes buys her art but no one else wants to do so but her lifestyle causes for a lot of selfishness. And she's the only child. Like, all that falls into her being selfish. Um, a Funny point, because I've heard this several times. So, because she fucking three diggers, she not a hoe. So, that's not a hoe. No. Like, she, it's a lot of levels to hoe to me, at least, personally. It's a lot of different things make people hoes. But in Noah's case, she puts everything on the table. You're not the only one. I'm talking to this person, that person, this person, and it's not that she's not as transparent as she was in the movie. Because in the movie, they knew each other by name, they knew who each other was, whatever. But and this was like, oh them other dudes, oh them other dudes, them other dudes, which is so weird to me. I don't know what it is with men. Like, why y'all so worried about the next dude? Like, if you know I have an ex or someone else I'm dealing with, why you always got to bring him up? Like, we here. I'm already here with you, so don't. Why you worried about Gerard? I bet you ride don't suck your toes like that. Don't worry about your ride. i am hit with you. So why are you bringing that up? So that's something that bothered me in real life and on the show. because she's been honest with everybody. Oh, and I feel I like hoes aren't honest like that. She just a real bitch, honestly. I, that's kind of, well, OG Nola. series Nola ain't as real as OG Nola. But she's still real for like putting it on the table. They know they're not the only one. So that's their decision to stay and,
0: and put up with that. I mean, yeah, I mean, that does that not, like, I, I I think there's still a level of wholeness that applies to Nola.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, I don't, I'm not going to be, you know, because she's transparent, great for her, you know, great for everyone involved. Um, but there's still a level of wholeness in which applies to Nola. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she, she, she falls in line with. So she's a whole how. Um, I mean, I, 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 you know, I think if you go back to episode four, I think anytime someone's being promiscuous, whether it's known or unknown, I I think you're putting yourself on a level of wholeness. You know, I, like I said, I personally believe that sex is more than just a physical exchange. There is some, you know, some people want to call it energy, spiritual, whatever, you know, I think you're, you're exchanging some type of, you know, greater energy than just physical with people. And I think that's a dangerous thing.
1: I mean, she wasn't, she was only just physical with Greer because she had actual relationships with them. And then, I don't know, it would have been, she would have been a hoe if she would have let them all run a train on her. That's hoe. I think she just being an adult, like
0: three dicks in one week, that's not hoe.
1: When you put it like that, so it's so all inflammatory right. when you say it like that. First of all, don't say when I said when I put when you put it like that. Don't think I was getting on your side. So don't don't okay like yeah exactly no, because I'm not on your side.
0: I'm just I'm saying not on now, your side. You, you it is what it is. I'm saying there's a I'm I'm saying there's a level of hoe that applies to Nola.
1: Mm. I mean I'm gonna be on her side regardless, but. I think it's, I think it's real because some people just, you know, hunch a new nigga every week. Some people just hunch niggas for money. Some people like it's a lot of people hunching for free or just hunching. However, these are well-calculated hunches. She has a rotation. She has organized. She has her rules. It's only her loving bed. You can't hunch if it's not her loving bed. Condoms only. You know what I'm saying? She has her boundaries set for herself and her standards. But she gets different things from these different men. And they all come to make this, like, Power Rangers, Transformer man for her. And I support it. And it's like, and I was having a conversation because I was like, dang, I want to argue with a problematic nigga about No Nola Donna because it's fun. And then one of my problematic friends decided to text me. And he was like, well, I hope you ain't fucking three niggas. I'm like, first of all, I don't have it in me to be in my Nola shit because I just physically i can't i don't know how to have casual hunch and it's just not made for me so maybe if i did have three niggas i'd probably only hunch one and then other like i'd have jamie for like monetary purposes i would have greer on the roster
0: would they know Um, about each other would they know about each other because that's what make nola that's what makes nola different
1: well yeah i'm saying if i was on some nola shit i probably would tell them If if none of us were exclusive i probably would um Possibly, if I'm gonna be in my Nola, if I'm gonna be Nola, I'm gonna be Nola. But I would have Greer around because he's a photographer, so I'd give me some free shoots. I don't know, it'd have to be some kind of barter system. And I'll probably be laid up with Mars because that's bad. Or if anybody, matter of fact, I'll take it back. If I were Nola, because I I can't just hunch all three of them because that's just not who I am, but Nola, more power to you. I'd probably have Jamie around for monetary purposes, Mars because he makes me happy. And then probably hunch Greer for, like, free photo shoots. Not for free photo shoots, because that makes me sound like a whole prostitute. But, like, keep him around. And, like, because he has the best sexual offerings. God, how do I explain this without sounding like a complete whore? Wow. Anyway, we grown. So <laughs> <laughs> There's
0: a level of hope for everybody.
1: you get a hoe. you get a hoe. Um, <laughs> well, we grown. So, yeah, I probably would keep Greer around because I, I may need. So,
0: of the three, you would, you would, you would. Love you, like you would, Mars would make you happy, but because Greer can provide a service, you would I'm
1: hunt not say no. Okay, his service is set because
0: you said if you were Nola, you would have three dudes in the rotation, but you would only hunt right. one. And you said you would hunt, Greer. yes,
1: one because I finished the series and I know what each of them are working with, so that's a factor. So I'm kind of have some more information. So, okay. so Greer is the best at hunting. So I'll hunch one that's best, and then a perk of hunching him, we can get some free photos real quick. You know, hopefully he won't be weird about it. So some, I kind of like Love Jones. You know, He was getting a couple shots with um with Nina in the crib, not on some. So if I get two hunches, I can get twenty frames. Not like that. I ain't gonna just right. be like he ain't <laughs> so gonna be putting Fruit Loops on my
0: nipples and stuff. If two hunches in a BJ will get you these fifteen <laughs> right. edited. So
1: they put this chocolate syrup on your forehead, and I'm gonna take a picture. No, I'm not. No, not on that. But I'm just saying. That
0: could be like a. Should friend. I be in the middle of, of Brooklyn Street with a crossing guard sign <laughs> naked?
1: Okay, put on these Timberlands <laughs> and do a handstand on the wall, and then I'm just oh. Yeah, F for the vision, Greer. No, (laughs) not like that. But I'm just saying, he has perks.
0: Take this brick and spread your booty (laughs) (laughs) cheeks.
1: Yeah, yeah, no. No, no, no. But that would be how I would do the rotation because I don't like, I can't fit. Look, I don't have uh It takes a lot for me to hunt somebody. But anyway, that is neither here nor there because this isn't about me. It's about
0: Nola. Uh, I think just real quick. Do you think in anywhere in this United States it is possible for Nola Nola Darling, to exist?
1: It's Nola Darlings out here every day.
0: That no, once again, the the thing that makes Nola Darling Nola Darling is that they know about each other.
1: Yeah, it's the transparency. Yeah, that's what makes it different. But I could see the series Nola Darling being a thing. Like you're not the only one. But we go together kind of, you know, but like, I don't think the movie, the movie the situation could be like, look, it's another nigga. His name is Mars Blackman. He work here and deal with it. I don't think that's possible. I don't. But in the the current one, like they just know it's other people. That's very possible. Very possible. So my question for you, if you were single in this situation, like you dealing with a chick. Boom, boom, boom. She's like, it's other dudes. Like, I asked what your campaign, but I got two other. No, she even like, she just says other men.
0: Right. So, not even gonna lie, just as a man, I would only do it for a limited amount of time. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is that I think every, I think all three dudes from what I've watched of the series so far. Thinks that they can convince Nola Darling that they're the one. Right. Okay. They every man thinks, and I mean, I well, just probably every person because there's girls out there to do the same. When someone tells you, "I'm not exclusive with you. I don't want to be this, that, and the third with you," you say, "All right, I'm gonna put up with it for now because I think I can change your mind." Mm-hmm. And then you you know, then as a man, I'm gonna get to a certain point where I'm like, "Dang, Shorty's really serious about like us not cuffing." I'm out I'm too territorial I'm too prideful too territorial to know it's one thing to know like that your girl has been with people in the past to know that I came through on Tuesday on Saturday it may be a different dude Wednesday no nah. not but
1: me. honestly it's like nah. with her it's like clearly it's something she like because you here but you still on the team
0: her cooch is probably fire
1: that too but i'm saying she, you're you is something like okay my imagination i'm like what is it that keeps her around for each one of these like it has to be some kind of levels like maybe she just enjoys you know your company or like you make some really good hotel real dip or you know like it's something <laughs> keeping you around so you are still wanted
0: Is something keeping the guys around or keeping no, Nola No
1: no well okay Nola keeping each guy around
0: I think they think I think, I mean, they really, I think they really bang with her. Like, Nola's a dope person. The coach is bomb, regardless.
1: That's. Yeah. She got the Erica Badu, clearly, with no kids.
0: Right. But I feel like, at least with, definitely with Mars and Jamie, I don't know so much about Greer, that they want to be the only one, and they think they can make it happen.
1: Right. And it's still like, nope. I'm all set. But
0: okay. Um, anything else about that?
1: I think it's crazy. If you watch the movie, well, I guess we'll get to that eventually.
0: Um, okay, another huge plot point. Um, actually, I'm gonna skip this one and go go to another Nola one because I I thought it was dope. Um, so after her assault, her friend recommends a a black therapist. Um, and in true Spike Lee passion, the therapist graduated yeah. from. Spellman College. Um, you know, for those that don't know Morehouse, uh, Spike Lee graduated from Morehouse, his whole family's Spellhouse. Um, like going back to his grandparents. Um, and and the therapist tells her that after her assault, um, you know, do wear something that makes you feel empowered. Don't hide. You know, wear something that makes you feel confident. So she goes and she buys this five hundred and fifty, you know, almost six hundred dollar little vintage velvet dress and she wears it with each man on a date or on an interaction. And I felt like they all gave the same response. N-
1: not necessarily. Okay. So she wore it with, okay, first of all, let me, let me backtrack in the store. Now I don't like hating friend in the least bit, but in this time it was right. Cause so they go to this little rinky dink gentrified boutique and this little mm-hmm. forever 21 dress, was five hundred and seventy two dollars. Do you know what I could do with five hundred and seventy two dollars? I could pay my my car note. I could go this is a, a ticket to Los Angeles from Atlanta in the peak of summer. Um this That's is real.
0: how how many fashion uh Nova dresses is,
1: I could shut South Decap Mall <laughs> down. That's two homecomings worth of stuff for five hundred and seventy two dollars. I could that's bundles. That's bundles closure mm. and the installation. That's a wig. That is, uh, that's almost some red bottoms. If you go to a consignment shop, those are some red bottoms. Uh, that's, that's gas cross country. That is, um, $572. That, oh, God, this is something I could do. I could, uh, ah, Jesus. That's a down payment on something. I'm sure that's a down payment on something. I don't know what, but that's something. That's, about rent in a college town that is a net check 572 dollars. i could get me a nice camera to start my you know a vlog uh mm. that's a good dent a couple payments in my student loan like i could do so much with that much money um but no she wanted to buy this little rinky dink dress and she wore it on all three interactions and it was like I see, like when the episode progressed, I'm like, oh, I see what you're doing. This Nolan, she wore differently with each one of them. So she wore with Jamie to this fancy dinner, this fancy spot. Apparently, it's like a thing, River Street Cafe or something like that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he was like, dang. But at the same time, he didn't want her to take her coat off because it was too quote unquote revealing and people were looking. So basically, it was on some property stuff, like, I don't want nobody looking at my woman type, whatever. And I was like, eh. I could see that coming, right? Because he was lusting after her in it, but didn't want nobody else to see her and kind of, it was, she's nobody's property, like she said. What did you think of Jamie's interaction?
0: You know, it it, it reminded me of the statement of like, you know, uh, I think I saw on Twitter, like, dudes don't, you know, like, you know, dudes get mad that their girl want to wear the same dress that they met them in, mm. uh, you know, out to the club. And, you know, it becomes that thing of a man, as a man in which, you know, hey, here's my woman, Um, she wore, you know, like, uh, it's like a peacock, you know. Women wear these, you know, these tight, revealing dresses to attract men. So when you got a man, a man is like, what you still trying to do, attracting other men? You know, like peacocks Mom, raise their, their bright feathers when they want to attract a mate. It's like, hey, you got a mate. What you still doing that for?
1: Yeah. I
0: guess. You know, and and I get, and I'm not going to sit here and act like I'm the most progressive guy, you know, like, cause I'm not. Yeah. And so I definitely understood Jamie. um, and, and that, oh man, this is a bad dress, but feeling like, but I think with Jamie in this instance, it was more so like we're in this fancy kind of white space. Well, he's Uncle Tom anyway, but we'll get to that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And here you are, this black woman, being like looking a little hoochie mama ish for the and it setting. really
1: wasn't even all of them bad like the dress uh, aside from the price it wasn't like oh, you have your whole areola out in this restaurant like it wasn't even that deep yeah I, it, it was wasn't nice. the most I wasn't, revealing I didn't the dress was, like that crazy but you know
0: i mean considering like what women are wearing now in terms of like um it's, it's not i don't, I don't want to say lace but sheer in terms of women wearing sheer tops and stuff, you know, it's like what she had on was like, oh, it's form fitting, but you know, I didn't
1: like, think it was that tight or scandalous. And I didn't think it was that like plot out either. So I was just like, I mean, it's a cute kid. Like she's a cute girl.
0: Um I felt like it, it had more to do with them being in a white space. than necessarily. Well, not just
1: with her interaction. um, Like period. But the course of the episode, everyone was like,
0: Crazy, okay, though, okay i'm yeah. like
1: what is the big deal her shoulders out and maybe it was like her sides wasn't as serious it, it wasn't worth 572 dollars okay so next she goes out to a concert with mars she puts like a little jean vest and some jordans on with it which is really cute because you know she was going out with mars and they go to some like random reggaeton concert and then like
0: oh.
1: he was and then some she was getting harassed again like some dude who was like mad mars is bumping in him anyway like, she kind of got chosen by the artist. And then some dude was, like, trying to push up on her. And, like, a fight almost broke out. And then, like, they they left. And then, like... like, like
0: Well, she booked like, it. And then like, Mars kind of followed by. Oh,
1: her. that dress you had on made him act crazy. Kind of stuff like that.
0: I'm trying to... Re- like, did she say, like, now nah, I'm here with a dude? Or she was, like, just nah.
1: But it was clear that they were together. I think Mars had turned around and, and the dude, like, moved in. Like, they were together the whole oh, yeah. thing. So... Yeah, Yeah, he was like, oh, he acting crazy because of that dress. I told you, you look too good. It wasn't even like, he, I don't think with Marcel, he had the lightest reaction to it for me. In my my be. I'm not sure how you took it, but... You think so? Yeah, it wasn't like, uh, it wasn't like Jamie's and it wasn't like Greer's. It was just like, I told you he was looking good in that dress. You know, these niggas can't handle themselves. That's what I took his reaction as. Yeah. It wasn't like on no crazy stuff. So yeah, of course, that, yeah. she, she got mean, pissed off at everybody that night. She left, every, she just got mad. She was just mad. Right. But she's like, after I finished the series, I'm like, she would a walking in office little thing that I know. Like, she'll leave. She'll walk off. <laughs> like, you pissed no off. She, Bye. Oh, okay. I thought we was having a
0: conversation. And she would just, peace.
1: So, um,
0: yeah. That's why, like, I don't think, I, once, I don't uh, think Mars' comments were, like, crazy terrible, but I understood her, like, where she was at, like, her getting Basically, like, if you
1: didn't want the attention, you shouldn't have wore that type Right. Right.
0: Um, I felt it was more like a, hey, like, you wore that nice, look, like, that cute little dress, like, it's some wild dudes out here. Like, you just gotta understand that.
1: And uh, you see why she got upset at
0: that? Yeah. Because it's kind of like a reminder to her assault. <laughs>
1: yeah if anything i think that would be triggering right
0: yeah yeah that's what and that's what i'm saying like i don't think it was as offensive but it was more so triggering to her assault in the whole like i'm not as free as i want right. to be and then greer what did you think of his reaction he like the they had an impromptu photo shoot he's a psycho he really needs to get help. That's
1: that's how melanie feels about greer
0: He was like, uh, mm, "My uh, Nikon."
1: Like he took the pictures, and he was like being all weird with the, what he was saying and the angles and the French, and it was just right. like, "Okay, this is a lot. You, you're doing a bit much." And it was kind of like, I don't know. It was just, I just I was uncomfortable, and I was just watching. I was like, "Oh no, yeah, I would have left too. <laughs> I would have to get had to get out of there. I would have had to do." It is nah. No. You're being a whole creep right now. Oh. I feel like,
0: like that's Greer though. Like I felt like that's not out of his norm so for her to be like oh my god Greer like you're doing too much. But it it like, was too much even for Greer.
1: And that's why I could understand why she was like um, I'm gonna slap. Hmm. Um, but yeah he got like really aggressive with the pictures and like forcing it and she was like okay yeah no. And then in true note of fashion, she was like, Bah. And I was like, bah. Okay. But I really like how the episode was put together though. Like you can see different aspects. But like from watching it, I'm like, we didn't learn anything we didn't already know about these characters. We knew Jamie was a daddy. We knew Mars was a nigga. We knew Greer was weird. Like a some kind of I don't even know what kind of adjective to use for Greer. But we knew this. It wasn't no new information. She didn't learn nothing new about these people. They all creeps. They all problematic. They all guys. Some more than others, clearly. But it was like, it was all telling of their personalities, which you already had an idea of anyway.
0: Yeah. For real.
1: So, yeah, that was that. Um, so, we, she has friends this go-round. More than just the ex-roommate. And then one of her friends is Shameka. She's like, um, she's black Jamaican. She's a Jamaican girl, really cool. And she paints mm-hmm. her for the for the female black form. The painting that she wants to um, enter for this grant, so she can get some money, because this is how artists make money. And when she was painting it, she was telling her about her baby father and how he left her for some big booty girl, blah blah blah. And she basically expresses how she's insecure about her small butt, and she jokes about getting booty surgery. And you know, no, like, oh, you don't need that, blah blah blah. And it's it was re- it was reality, honestly, because a lot of girls. I mean, I can't relate because I'm so thick, but some girls really out here like self conscious about not having a booty. And it's and when you log on Instagram and you see everybody got these big old booties and you getting left for a girl with a big booty, of course, like that's what you're gonna you know pick a, pick out about yourself. Like you're gonna be upset about it. That was sad. And Then she, you know, she's a typical. Trying to think of what character she reminds me of in another thing. But, it, now you know, just want, want to be of them girls on the magazines or the Instagrams and all that. And wanted this long, silky hair in her painting, even though her hair was in the scarf. It was just a lot.
0: Real quick, can we talk about the uh, the quick, like, cutaway they had she asked for it?
1: Oh, and it, it's, like, a, a reoccurring thing. I don't know why, who thought of this, but it was, like. It's,
0: it's like a game, game show in which booty? women go on to win booty. <laughs> I guess some would call that like Instagram and like, you know, like trying to get a sugar daddy, but.
1: Jess is, we'll it's crazy. And I guess we haven't gotten to.
0: Yeah. I almost wish they would develop that cutout more, that cutaway more. They do a little bit. Okay. A little bit. Yeah. But, um, yeah, Shemekha, um, you know, she just, and it, and it just, it talks about, I guess, some of the the things and pressures we put on our women that um that affect them that we don't you know maybe people don't think to realize you know because for so long we've been talking about black women being got booty black women got booty so to be a black woman without a booty wow excuse me is you know almost like you are uh, defective
1: right which sucks i mean yeah, and that's kind of what we known for, and that's why all the white girls want to be black girls. But if you're a black girl without what you think it takes to be a black girl, then you're going to feel like less than, especially if you're getting if somebody leaving
0: you for the next chick with that.
1: Sad. It's really sad. She didn't miss anything.
0: Yeah, so I don't I don't know if, I, yeah. But is uh, I, I like her character moving yeah. forward.
1: Yeah, and- I, I just love the friend element. I really do. That added a lot um, to the character. Um, let me get to my thread so I can make sure we didn't forget anything.
0: Yeah, that's and all the major I plot points I wanted to cover. Then I I just wanted to talk about the kind of the series yeah. as a whole. Okay, let me see. Blah, blah,
1: blah. Yeah, the dress is too expensive. I love Mars. Um yeah, we we knew that though. Um. Oh yeah, Fat Joe's in it. And he's like a real life character. He's oh, not yeah. playing bad Joe. I thought it was super random, but he wasn't horrible. So,
0: no, I think I think he he did well for Woody.
1: Yeah, I mean he he did his job, uh, which is funny. He's a he's an interesting character. He owns the club that Shamika works at, so she sees these girls on stage making all the money, and that's also what drives her to want the booty as well. Yeah. Okay, so like first three episodes, I think it's great. Um. It did what it's supposed to do. Um, it's Spike Lee, so I didn't expect anything less than greatness, honestly. And it, it's a great adaptation for 2017. And it it has the right elements, and it took out the right elements from the movie to make it successful today.
0: Yeah. So, I think it did do the movie justice. Um, that's, you know, in terms of, you know, the fact that they kept the same, you know, word for word opening monologues. But, you know, like... We see the characters further developed. You know, I, I thought it was dope. Um, I've seen I've seen a little a little feedback on 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 social media that he missed the mark on millennial lives. Do you think that's true or false?
1: They based it too much on millennial lives.
0: No, that he missed the mark on his representation of millennials.
1: As as far as what?
0: That they didn't. No one provided context, but they just said like he's too old, like he doesn't get how we as millennial think, think has we how we as millennials think. And she's got to have it, you know, was a poor representation, I guess, of millennials. I
1: don't think so. I think they had enough social media and stuff like that. Um, but because of who Nola is, I don't think she would be, she wouldn't be the typical millennial anyway. Um, yeah, I did see something I, I agreed with, like saying that like this, and um, Dear Black People, and Orange is New Black, like, they try too hard to be on the TL. Like, they, you know, scoping the TL for topics and something to mention that it kind of gets inauthentic. Uh, like, like it was at one point, she was like, Black Lives Matter. I'm like, what? what we, we're not even talking about Black Lives right now. What are you talking about, sis? Like, it was just too... Yeah,
0: that was at uh, the at end of episode one. You're like, wait, did I miss yeah, I something? Like, did sis, I miss a
1: scene? I thought we was talking about niggas. What's going on? Like, <laughs> I'm <confused>. <laughs> <laughs> Like... So it, it, it kind of got too, like, hashtaggy right. at some point. But it was still good. It was like, you know, I am polyamorous and I am gender fluid. Like, it's like, okay, okay all right.
0: Gentrification is wrong. I get it.
1: Like, it was just like watching a really long Twitter thread. But I liked it.
0: Well, that's the other thing. I, I, I don't know. I always give Spike Lee to me. He's good for the hyperbole.
1: That too. Yeah, that's true.
0: And I and I and I give Spike Lee because I'm a huge Spike Lee fan. So I give him room to be him. You know, like one thing my girl was saying was like some of the slang wasn't you know realistic. You know, I'm like, well, I get that, but at the same time, like some of it is you know definitely 1980s Spike Lee Brooklyn like slang. slang. Um you know, like, or, or it's just, like, Spike Lee's writing style, like, when Greer was, like, WDF, what the fuck? You know, it's, like, nobody really would say right. that.
1: Right, and then we have Mars, Mars is speaking his own language, so, he got some, like, right. dyslexia you know, like, slash Yoda stuff going on.
0: Yeah, speaking forwards and backwards, it's, like, okay, that's Spike Lee, that's Spike Lee being right. Spike Lee. Right, right, you, you know, and, and You know, or how, you know, when, um, she was talking about street harassment and like we actually go to shots of people just standing there, you know, yelling out what they would how they would harass women. Hey, yo, mommy with the big booty, you know, stuff like that. It's like okay, that's a Spike Lee thing. Right.
1: Those are kind of shots. You right? know,
0: I think some people, some people don't, they don't want they they're, they they I then they're not to me they just don't get that Spike Lee is just going to do certain things that yeah. we got to make sense. Er, er,
1: acknowledge that this is Spike Lee we're talking about too. So some stuff is intentionally right. ridiculous is his... because it's Spike Lee.
0: Exactly. It's going to be over the top. You know, nobody is really out here licking parts like in, um, school days. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that's just a hyperbole of, of, uh, you know, their sexual relationship, you know, whatever. um, One thing I didn't care for too much, and I felt like they kind of peeped Insecure and was like, oh, okay, so here's what we're going to do, was how they put the album covers after a song played.
1: At first, I literally thought something was wrong with my Netflix. I'm like, look at my phone. Look at Sprint messing up again. Like, Why is his picture showing up? And then I realized that was like part of the show. And I was like, hey, okay. Okay. Yeah, I do think they did take some notes from Insecure but I'm not going to say that cop secure because this is a Brown before, like this is from 86. So they were intentional with the well, soundtrack and then they knew we're the Twitter generation, I mean, every episode is a hashtag. So they know we're going to talk about what songs are yeah. being played or what song was that. So they given us, you know, game for free, I guess. So
0: they yeah. Don't. I just felt like it was like a, Hey, don't, don't, you know, have to search for it here. Here's the album cover. And it was like that's something I could do I saw without. Somebody already you know,
1: because, like some kind stranger made a playlist of all the songs from "She's Gotta Have It," and it's not like. And the thing with insecure is like they'll give you some like deep cuts, like you even know this song, but yeah. like they playing cookout songs on "She's Gotta Have It." Like it was songs we know, like. We know these songs.
0: May I guess maybe that's but you know for us you know maybe like the younger millennials like the two thousand kids maybe that's a deep cut because you know. I was just telling my parents that my mom was like, "What you know about this? so so?" I was like, "I grew up in you know, getting in the car with y'all listening to the old school and Dusty's channel. So I heard those songs. Like, so I'm hip." You know, but like the 2000s babies like, you know, by the time they was paying attention in the car, it was like 90 songs playing on the throwback channel.
1: Dang, you know. So, okay, picture this. So, so as we conclude, okay, what do you think about like making this Spike Lee series thing a thing? Like, imagine a school days Netflix series. Now, Spike Lee, if you're listening, look, I'm here, okay. <laughs> I would like to be a wannabe. I ain't gonna lie.
0: They faces <laughs> would be, but <laughs> not a wannabe.
1: I mean, a gamma ray, a gamma ray, yeah, I mean, a gamma ray. Okay,
0: you can't be. I'll be a gamma
1: ray. Gamma ray. I, you ain't no look this head gonna be combed okay this is before twist outs came out so if you was natural you was really just out here okay um so yeah i would like to be um i don't know if i exactly no because i want to be younger dumb. i ain't licking no parts i might look a brand but i ain't licking no parts now
0: I, like, oh no <laughs> not.
1: i'm playing jk but no i think a, like a school not days not. would be lit like a school day series or like i don't think a curriculum needs a series like we get it um
0: No, no, no. What else? Jungle Fever?
1: Jungle Fever will be interesting. A Girl Six series? That'll be interesting. Did you see Girl Six?
0: What else? Spike Lee movie? No, I haven't. Girl Six is interesting, man. What are some some other Spike Lee joints? okay.
1: So I have another pitch. I might just start pitching stuff. A Love Jones remake series or movie. I don't care. Featuring Algie Smith. As Darius Love Hall. And me.
0: Okay, so I don't know who me is. I don't know if she's Melody a good actress. Mitchell. But I, This is
1: gonna be my debut. Aren't you about the same? I'm height? gonna be a breakout. Okay, Lorenz Tate is four feet tall. What are you talking about?
0: I was just saying, like they meant he probably had to wear some lifts or something.
1: I'm saying Lorenz Tate is short too, so it's gonna work. Lorenz and Algie are
0: both short. So like short is gonna be the thing. So yeah. Um I have a vision. So going back to the Spike Lee thing, wow! I think um, you're just trying to
1: piss on my dreams, and I, you you will not be invited. No, no, the no! Movie. I, I
0: like addressing things. You're in order. I like addressing things, things.
1: Movie, in order. so don't worry about it. Go ahead. Uh
0: For Spike Lee, I think I don't want. I don't know. Like as much as I love some of those films, like we talked that. about, I can see it getting corny or being messed up really fast. And some things are better left like. Just Alone. shame. Um, Unless you pretend like it
1: never happened. Like, especially like school days. Too.
0: Like, yeah. Especially like a school days. In terms of a Love Jones remake, um, I would somewhat be interested in seeing that. I think Algie would be dope for it as the lead man. I don't know if he's proven himself as a lead man in terms of Hollywood.
1: I want to say he was a lead in Detroit. Did you see Detroit.
0: No, I, I mean, but Detroit didn't do well at the I box office. I think he
1: office. was... I don't think Detroit was, like, a theater-type movie. I think it's more of a film festival kind of movie, because it's, like, in theaters again, apparently. I saw them posting. About yeah. it. So it's not... I don't think it was meant to be really just, like, a blockbuster. Because it wasn't even in all the theaters. For real, for real. Right. Um, but I want to say he was nominated for, like, Best Lead Actor NAACP Award, something like that. So... <laughs>
0: I mean, you know,
1: come on. Um, Yeah, man. And then I could be Nina Mosley, blah, blah, blah. You know, I could break up my light skin, you know, find Beyonce and then come back. So, I mean, I guess Keith could play the ex, whatever, if he insists.
0: But here's my thing, because cause a huge part of, you know, like, um, you know, Love Jones at the end is that for two years she goes and then she comes back or whatever. You can't mm-hmm. disappear on nobody for two years. Not no years. more.
1: Because they got it. Because like. Nah. Because at least back then, it was like a cold turkey kind of cutoff. Now I was like, I got to see you on the gram. So, okay, we get getting off topic. Right.
0: But, your girl your girl going to post a picture.
1: Um, Yeah, and all in all, Spike Lee, thank you. Thank you for providing us with quality black stuff for the past 30-something years. I appreciate you. I wouldn't be who I was without Spike Lee movies. Um, yeah, I enjoyed it. Make sure y'all go watch, and then we'll have part two for y'all coming soon
0: um yeah man i'm enjoying the series so far like i haven't finished it yet so i'll probably finish it uh before our next episode but i hope you enjoyed this um you know they come back for season two we'll do this again uh so yeah if you haven't gotten on it make sure you get on it um oh check out our youtube i'm up i'm uploading a bunch of old episodes and stuff so i I did all of insecure Mm -hmm. so um you know, check us out, man. Spread the spread the good news that is on my grown the podcast. Uh, thank you for listening.
1: Bye.